Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as a foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to the program, and we are delighted that you could join us today. Um, If this is your first time listening to Shouts of Grace, we want to say welcome to you and uh, invite you back so you don't have to be a first-time or a one-time listener. You can be a return listener, and the way you do that is you tune in next week (laughs) to our next broadcast. But the way you could also do that is you could go to um, our website at shoutsofgraceradio.com, and there at shoutsofgraceradio.com, there is about 170, excuse me, about 170 uh, episodes or so, about two and a half, almost three years worth of episodes that you can listen to. Um, and you can listen to a number of topics um, as we go through God's Word, the Bible, um, and just uh, evaluate life and circumstances uh, through those lenses. And so we invite you to do that. And if you are a return listener, we want to say welcome back to the program. And we are um, blessed and thankful for your support. Now, as you know, <clears throat> we have... So I'm just going to, I'm going to let you know, I'm getting over a cough right now for all those of you that are are listening. We, um, um, there's that sickness going around. Um, I'm well, but my throat isn't. And so I'm going to, um, I'm going to clear it from time to time. But as you know, if, if you do listen in Shouts of Grace, we have a number of uh, pastors that, that join us, some in studio, some on the phone uh, throughout the country, um, sometimes even internationally, but um, they have to be home in order for that call to happen. But anyways, today um, I have a, I have a friend, um, and and we share a we share a a, a pedigree in church. But um, Pastor Andy from Grace Church is in Springville. Yep. Yeah. So um, welcome to the program, brother. I'm so glad you can be here. And so um, you know, you you and I met um, about probably about four or five six months ago um, through kind of a a, a a parachurch organization kind of prayer group we were at. And found out that, man, we lived right down the street in Southern California. <laughs> yeah, no, we have a lot in common, Steve, and uh, including SC football, which yes. we won't talk about. But uh, anyways, no, I'm excited to be here and, and uh, excited just to continue to grow in me and you and yeah. our relationship together. Yeah, we come from um, from the same church background, know a lot of the same people, and um, have been blessed to um, to grow up in a church environment that taught God's word and Amen. really, really kind of lifted it up. Um, and, and so that's kind of, um, a background that both you and I come from. And so, um, whether we're, whether we're teaching or just conversing, it's like, man, we, I, I want to talk about what God has to say about things. Amen. <laughs> um, Amen. And, and so today what we're going to do is I, I thought we'd go through, um, what's a familiar passage and then just kind of relate it, um, to, to a lot of what we're experiencing today. Um, and, and you know, the, the, the Bible says, Annie, that, that there's really nothing new under the sun, right? I mean, yeah. there's, it's just repackaged for a different culture, a different time. Satan just, you know, puts a different color bow on it, wraps it up and sends it out. And, and so we're dealing with things, no doubt that people have dealt with throughout the centuries in their own version, in their own way. But I do believe that we're in the last days and I believe we're in the last hours of the last days and things are mm-hmm. just really 
a lot different right now. And so what I want to do is I, I want to read this and then I want to kick this over to you. Uh, if you have a Bible and you, and, and you wanted to follow along, it's in Jeremiah chapter six. And it says in verse 16, thus says the Lord, stand by the roads or some versions say the crossroads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and find rest for your souls. And so it, it's it's interesting, Andy, it, d- during this time when Jeremiah's writing this, they're getting ready to embark on a judgment. They're, they're, um, they've disobeyed God. They, they've seen this is, this is Judah, the, 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 the tribes in this, the two tribes in the South have watched their sister in the North Israel be taken by, um, by the Syrians. And so now they haven't changed their ways. And so Jeremiah is almost counting down you know, before this judgment and Babylon comes in and, and he brings us in this really radical visual to these crossroads. And it's almost like God is saying, you're here at these crossroads, look and ask for the ancient paths, mm-hmm. right? So there's this choice that they're having to make um, that, that ancient path where he says, which is the good way. And he says, and walk in it. And, and, and it almost seems like this is God's mercy saying, look, is everything that's happened, we're at a crossroads here and you've got a choice to make. Talk about that choice that, that, that we have um, in both our culture today, but also as individuals. Yeah, no, I think that's a great, great thing to be thinking about, Steve. Um, and it's a choice that we don't make once and it's done, right? It's, it's a daily choice and that's a choice of either surrendering uh, to to the Lord and His will for my life, or or continue rebelling against that and trying to do things my own way in my own strength and my own wisdom and my own effort. And we know where that leads, or or prayerfully by God's grace, we see where that leads, and and we repent of that and we say we want to do it Your way, Lord. And it, God's been really consistent in, in giving a choice, even back to the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. And said, here's your, your opportunity. You know, you can live in this paradise with me and fellowship and relationship with me. Uh, you can eat of every tree except this one. And, and yet in our nature, our rebellious sin nature, we, we choose that, that wrong choice oftentimes. And, and with God, uh, you can never uh, go wrong choosing him because he knows how life's supposed to work. Mm-hmm. And he is true no matter what the circumstances in life are. And and that's always the better way. That's always the right choice. Yeah. I You're, you're talking about this and um, about this choice. And I'm, I'm thinking the first thing that pops into my head is Deuteronomy yeah. chapter 30. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today. I have set before you life and death blessing and cursing, therefore choose life that you and your offspring may live. And and I like that, that again, it almost seems like there's a crossroad. The crossroad is you got a choice here. There's yep. life and death, you know? And, and so for, for the, let's, let's talk to for a second to, to the non-believer, to the person who, who has this choice before them, what is the choice and what is God's desire for the non-believer? Yeah. I, the, I would say the choice is to um, acknowledge Jesus as Lord and to surrender him to to him as king um, of your life. And and that happens by God's grace. 
You know, he, we have the choice ultimately, but he leads us up to that place of showing us our need to choose him and to follow him. And uh, he'll do that through the the, uh, consequences of sin. He'll do that through maybe the consequences of our own sin or the sin of the world that we're living in and, and recipients of that. And we have to at some point acknowledge I don't have the authority, I don't have the power, I don't have the ability to rule myself in a healthy way, in a good way, in a way that, that really leads to life. And so who does? And that's Jesus. I think of that famous conversion of Saul there on the road to Damascus. He thinks he's living for God. He thinks that he's even choose, he's made the right choice, but he's in fact fighting against God and there, as the the bright light shone brighter than the middle Middle Eastern sun, there and the word of Jesus said, "Saul, Saul, 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 why are you persecuting me?" He says, "Who are you, Lord?" And he and Jesus says, "I am Jesus, who you are persecuting." And in that moment, the reality of the truth shed abroad in in Saul's mind, and he realized that he at that moment had made a wrong choice. The Mm. whole time he's thinking that he was making the right choice, following God, but here he was following God apart from Jesus, which isn't following God at all. You can't follow God apart from Jesus. Jesus is the only choice. Yeah, amen. What Jeremiah says here to me is, honestly, it's it's remarkable because he he says, um, stand in the crossroads and look and ask for the ancient paths where mm-hmm. the good way is and walk in it. There, there's something in there because it's almost as if he's saying, here you have a choice in these crossroads. There's the ancient paths that are good, that are sound, that are solid, and then there's these new paths. There's these new paths that Babylon is offering. There's these new gods and these new ways of worship and all these other things. But he's saying, ask for the ancient. And it's almost as if God is putting his stamp on what I have delivered once and for all back back in the beginning with Moses. This is the good way. This is the way that you're to walk in. This is the way that will be challenged with all the new ways and all the new quote-unquote good ways that you could reach God. And, and But he's saying, ask for this old path, this mm-hmm. ancient, well-worn path. T- talk about that part for a believer because particularly in the day we live in, there's a lot of Jesuses. There's a lot of ways we can worship Jesus. There's a lot of things that are being offered to us, re, redefinitions of, of what you know, the God of love is and, and all that. Mm-hmm. But, but here he's saying, this is a crossroad. This is not the old path. Talk about what the old path is. Mm-hmm. How, how, do we, how do we know we have the old path as opposed to you know, all, these, you know, all these new ideas about God and who God is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, our plumb line, I know you're doing a lot of construction right now with the, the church, and, and the plumb line is to make sure that you're square, that the walls are square, and that the foundation is level, and that the building's going to you know, last, right? Well, the plumb line for us as believers, as those that follow Jesus and who claim to follow Jesus, has to be the Word of God. And Jesus there at the end of the Gospel of Luke he says, you know, a couple different times there as I flip to the uh, reference, 
there on the uh, two with the two disciples on the the uh, road to Emmaus, and he says there in Luke twenty four twenty six, ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them mm. in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So this all. Jesus had the the Bible at that time was the Old Testament. And so he is in every, you know, book of the Bible, every word of the Bible. It's all about Jesus. He is the old path to, to take that term there. Jesus himself said in John 14, 6, I am the way. What is the way? Well, that's a path, mm. the truth and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Then again in Luke 24, there with his disciples in verse 44, he says, then he said to them, these are the words which I spoke to you, which I was, while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets, mm. that's Jeremiah, and the Psalms. So he's covered the whole te- Old Testament. And what does he say? Concerning me. It's all about Jesus. Mm. And so if you think that you know Jesus apart from the scripture, then I would say, you're not following that old path that you're mm. we're using as a reference point there in Jeremiah 6. Mm. Man, what a great word to go into the break. Hey, you're listening to Shouts of Grace. We'll be right back. You're listening to Shouts of Grace with Pastor Steve, the radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. For more information about Redemption Hill, you can visit our website at rhutah.church. Shouts of Grace Radio is thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's conversation. Welcome back to the program. I'm in studio today with Pastor Andy from Grace Church in Springville. And and right before the break, Andy, you just kind of gave a, a great word about what the old paths were. And as you were talking, you know, I was thinking of, Jeremiah 23, kind of um, in in conjunction with what you were saying, um, it says in verse 28, let the prophet who has a dream tell the dream, but let him who has my word speak Mm. my word faithfully. What does straw have in common with wheat, declares the Lord? Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer and breaks rocks in pieces? Mm. Therefore, he goes on to say, I'm against the prophets who steal my words from one another. And he goes on and talks about, uh, but but he says something interesting. He says, look, it, it, let, 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 let the one who says the, the Lord said, I had a dream or the Lord spoke to me or whatever, mm. let him declare that. But let him have my word, speak my word faithfully. And I think what you said is, just so, so spot on in the fact that, you know, it, if if this guy over here has a word and this guy over here says, you know, this about God and this group over here. And, you know, e- even today I was reading about another split in a major denomination over, you know, the whole the whole same sex marriage thing and everything mm-hmm. like that. And it just seems like everybody's got a version. Everybody's got a, you know, a, this is what we feel is, is God's grace. And this is what's God's love. And this is what's God's mercy. And, you know, all of that. But but here's what he says is trumping all that is my word. Mm-hmm. And he says, and let the one who has my word, very interesting, speak it faithfully. Yeah, That's a, that's a call, Andy, to mm-hmm. speak the word of God faithfully. And I have found that there is a huge cost to that. If you want to speak the word of God faithfully, then you are going to have to determine 
before you speak it faithfully. It's almost like what God told Ezekiel um, in the very beginning. He said, Mm -hmm. go tell Israel, thus saith the Lord, whether they listen or not. You know, in other words, God's preparing him for a ministry where they're not going to come alongside you and go, amen, amen. They're going to fight against you. You know, he tells Jeremiah in the very beginning when he calls him, I've made you a defense city, iron pillar, brazen walls to stand against Mm -hmm. the whole land. They'll fight, but they won't prevail. And if you read through the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah is just like in the middle of the book, he just stands up. He's like, you deceived me, God. (laughs) Like like this, I didn't know. Curse is the day I was born. Like, I didn't know this was going to be the cost. To speak the word of God faithfully, Andy, why is it that we need to understand that that it is going to ruffle feathers? It is going to it is going to convict and, and convert some, but it is going to enrage others. Mm-hmm. Why why do we need to know that going in? Because we don't like to be told that we're sinners, that we need <laughs> to repent. I mean, honestly, right? I mean, none of us like to be told that we're wrong. I, this is always made really clear, and and I get reminded of that when when my beautiful wife corrects me or tells me I'm wrong. <laughs> I m- my response isn't to be teachable and oh yeah I, I see what you're saying you're right no in my flesh I want to respond and say no I am right and this is why and defend myself and that's what happens I think when God's word is spoken faithfully mm. and in context and. Um, as intended by the power of the Holy Spirit, it it causes our flesh the immediate reaction to rebel and say, no, that's not me. That doesn't apply. Or you don't understand the situation. Or you don't understand all the hurt that I've gone through. And that's why I, I respond this way. No, God says, I know how life works. I love you this much. And so I'm telling you the truth. And all you have to do is humble yourself and and turn to me and and there's forgiveness there's grace and i'm going to help you now understand this truth and walk in this truth yeah and i i i like the picture that the old you know when you think of the old paths in the old ways if you're going to if if you're going to choose that path you know i i i think of people like like you know elijah just you know, he's faithful, he proclaims it, and all of a sudden he's got some crazy mad woman after him, you know, and yeah. he chases him into a cave and, and the guy the guy wants to die, you know. I, I think of a lot of the older prophets that that just, you know, they Well you sh- think of Jeremiah, he didn't yeah. there's no fruit. You don't see any <laughs> anyone responding and how discouraging that would be. Yeah, he gets beat, he gets thrown into a pit of mud. Yeah. You know, it's just like and and so it feels like today like in the interest of wanting to love the sinner, a lot of times we're not honest with the sinner in order to win the favor of the sinner. Mm-hmm. And, and it's almost this mentality that, says, that suggests we're going to befriend people on the front end, which I'm all about relationship, but then we'll come in and we'll share the gospel on the back end. And what I've told people is, look, if you don't have the courage to share the truth on the front end when you don't know a person, yeah. how much easier or harder do you think it's going to be on the back end when now you could actually lose a friend? Right. You know, it's like we're called to not represent ourselves. We're ambassadors. I'm an ambassador, not a Steve. Andy's right. not an ambassador. Andy, you're an ambassador of Christ. So we talk about Jesus and we leave that. Right. And I think of what Jesus said, Andy, when he said, you know, that, that um, woe unto you when all men speak well of you. But then he says, you know, that if they've hated me, they're going to hate you. Yeah. A servant isn't greater than his master. And so yeah. I, I think as the church goes into these dark, very 
depression, depressive days where the world is trying to tell us what they'll accept as the gospel and what they'll accept as repentance, Mm -hmm. the message of repentance. Mm -hmm. The church needs to be that faithful few in Philadelphia that Jesus says, you did not deny my name. You kept my word. You were few, but, but there's a whole bunch of people that he had a lot of bad things to say and they were rich and they had all this stuff and they were popular. And it just seems like the old paths are faithful, well-trodden paths. You Mm -hmm. just say, this is going to be a hard way at times and it's going to cost you and it may cost you your life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Jesus, he never sugarcoated it. I mean, when the multitudes came and were gathering, uh, he would say something radical pointing, you know, a picture of himself. I think of John six there where he says, unless you eat my body and drink my blood, you have no part of me. Right. And what happened? The multitudes went away. Even some really close followers were leaving to a place where Jesus says to his disciples, are you going to leave me too? Hmm. But then what does Peter say so beautifully? Where else can we go? You have the words of life. And to your point, Steve, as far as real love is telling the truth, Hmm. think of, again, I go back to, to Saul's conversion there. Saul had this authority He's the guy in charge. He's traveling 120 miles to Damascus to make sure Judaism is preserved. Jesus meets him. He blinds him. He humbles him for three days. He's, he has to be led around. And then he tells him all the things you're going to suffer for my sake. Now, this isn't some good news message that our culture would say, oh, that's the message that we should be preaching. No, everyone would reject that and say, you want people to follow you. You can't tell them that. Yeah. Well, 100%. well, somebody have to correct Jesus on that because that's exactly what he did. Yeah. In, in the last minute or so that we have left <clears throat> in, in the last portion of this verse in Jeremiah six sixteen, it says, stand by the roads, look and ask for ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and find rest for your souls. There's mm-hmm. something about choosing God's path, right? Um, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end is death and destruction. But choosing God's path, it says it finds rest for your soul. And and, and that doesn't mean rest from a storm. It doesn't mean without adversity. It means rest for the soul. In the last minute we have, talk about that wonderful part of choosing God's path that, that the world's path can't offer. Yeah, a lot of times people think of peace as the absence of conflict or 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 that but really the peace or the rest that we have in jesus is the fact that we have security and we have relationship and we are experiencing a love that we were designed for and and that there's nothing better there i mean when jesus says i've come um to give abundant life i think that's really what what he's speaking of we can have that goofy Christian grin on our face, uh, the peace of God in, in terrible, horrible circumstances, not because of the circumstances, but because we know the God of the circumstances. Yeah. 
Amen. Amen. Man, this is a quick one. We're out of time. And so, um, Andy, I want to thank you for coming in, man. We're going to have you definitely back on the show again. And, you know, if you guys want to want, want to follow along um, for more, you can go to shoutsofgraceradio.com. Um, we'd, we'd love to do maybe even a part two to this because I know we just kind of breeze through this. But anyway, we're out of time for this edition. So God bless you. And listen, if you are struggling with your faith, we want to encourage you, seek the person of Jesus Christ, not a church, not a building, not an organization, but the person. God bless you, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope that you have been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Shouts.